There's one unavoidable truth that has happened as a result of not only COVID-19, but some of the recent things that have been happening in our nation and in our world with regard to George Floyd and with recent Supreme Court rulings uh, for the LGBTQ community. One of those things that is unavoidable is that work is changing. Part of the way that work is changing is the way that we relate with our technology and more importantly, our HR technology. Joining us today on this episode of the Business Life and Coffee Show is Brett Meager, who is actually at Paycor. She is the Senior Vice President of Client Services and Loyalty. If you don't know about Paycor, Paycor is an HR technology company that provides business leaders with human capital management software tools, expert advice, and responsive service so that they can make a difference in their organization. Hey, this is going to be a nice 30-minute conversation where we talk about the way that the world of work is changing and how technology is actually a part of that. So this is a part of the hashtag not at Sherm 20 conversation that's happening online. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check the link in our show notes so you can join. All right, let's get into the show. back to this episode, we are starting this coffee shop Q&A, and I want to have a very special conversation about the impact that COVID-19 has on business and more specifically HR tech. As one of the top 100 influencers on HR tech, according to HR Executive Magazine, you could imagine that this is a very close issue to my heart, my thoughts, and my day-to-day work. But Believe it or not, it's going to impact your day-to-day work as well. And without further ado, I'd love to introduce my guest. Brett Meager is the Senior Vice President of Client Services and Loyalty at Paycor. And if you're listening to this podcast or radio at the moment that it's released, we're currently in the midst of hashtag MissingSherm20, which is a live event that's put on by Paycor. Check out the link in the show notes to register, participate, get content. But Brett, would you say hello to the audience? Well, hi, Joey. Thanks for having me so much. And and hi, everybody out there. So excited to be with you today. Really looking forward to chatting over the next few minutes. Yeah. Well, and Brett, I have to ask you too. So since we're not traveling to Sherm 20, we don't have to use our check bags. What's a go-to that you typically take with you on the airplane? Go-to on an airplane. Okay, so I became a strong advocate for those packing cubes about two years ago. And now I would say that that's one of those don't be home without it. (laughs) I know for many people, it's like, you know, either you're a person that makes your bed in the morning or you're not. Once you try the packing cubes, it's like the best thing for an OCD person. Person. It's amazing. So that, and I would, I try to cream as much as I can into one bag so that I only have to keep up with that one thing in the airport and, and be that person that's fighting for my space in the overhead bin. Yeah. What about you? For me, it's got to be my iPad. That's my yeah. go-to because I don't know what it is, but the, the chairs are getting smaller and smaller. And so I can't whip out the laptop anymore and put it on the tray table. So for me, you know, if I'm on a a flight from coast to coast, which I would have been coming from Baltimore to go to 
to San Diego at conference, I've got to have something that can occupy me for, for five hours. That's right. That's right. I, I've started going a little bit more old school with books. So I've gone oh, back nice. to like just a nice paper book. And it, there's something kind of novel about it. I don't know. I guess pun intended. I love it. I love it. You've got the, you've got my sense of humor there. So, so for, for those who are listening, Brett, as I said, is Senior VP of Client Services and Loyalty. Uh, she leads paid course support, service, and success teams, and she's focused on developing and promoting customer engagement. What, if you could give a, a highlight of, of Paycor and um, if for those who may not know what Paycor is and, and, and what services you offer, tell us a little bit about Paycor the brand. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I've had a great opportunity. I joined Paycor about six months ago. Was familiar with the name before that, but I'm so excited now to be part of this great orange brand that we have, Paycor. So, you know, we're, where we play in this, we are an HR technology provider. Uh, we have a full suite solution that helps HR leaders do more and to lead their business well. And essentially what we have is a, a payroll offering is kind of at the core of the business that allows people to do the, the basic foundational uh, components of, of what you need to do in HR and payroll. But then around that, we've surrounded it with a ton of value-added solutions that help an HR administrator uh, serve their company or small business with things like benefits, the concept of performance management, HR functionality, time and attendance, and all of those things that are just really core to uh, serving a company from an HR perspective and a technology lens. And so that's really what we do today. We serve over 40,000 clients around the U.S. Uh, we have 2,000 associates and we're based in Cincinnati, Ohio. And it, it's just an awesome business where we get to work every day with um, it, companies that really the heart of America, the small businesses that serve, you know, one employee up to several thousand employees. And so we work with those folks day in and day out to make sure their people get paid well, to make sure that they are educated on their benefits and to make sure that we support their business to help move America forward. It's really, a, it's a really fun thing to do. Awesome. I love it. There's so many HR tech brands out there. But I wanted to have this conversation with you specifically because we have a heart for the same population, which is the small business, the startup, the entrepreneur who wants to build and grow his team. Absolutely. And I also echo, you know, it is the, the heartbeat of, of America. With being an HR tech company, though, you're in a pretty unique space in that your offering is, is cloud-based. But, but do you think, in light of everything going on, do you think that there will be a return to normal? Oh, you know, that's the million dollar question. And, and I would tell you, what is normal these days, right? <laughs> so right. the last the last three months, on one hand, feel like the fastest three months of our lives. And on the other hand, feel like they could not have drug on any longer, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I really, you know, I think it's, it's a little uh, interesting because we all ask the question, when will we get back to normal? And what I would say is that my gut tells me that we will be hard pressed to return to a state that looks like what we had before anytime in the near future. Mm. And so w w where I kind of come from that point of view is that companies, no matter the size or industry that, that they're in, are essentially having to take it day by day at this point to get ahead of what still feels like a moving target. You know, we, we are reacting to news, reacting to headlines, reacting to legislation, and we really don't even know the full effect yet that will happen over the coming months for the, um, the economy at large, 
as well as what the pandemic will do specifically to the businesses. You know, every business is having to tackle this a little bit differently. So do I think we're going to get back to normal? I think we're going to find a way to make it work. And I think what's interesting is pre-pandemic, the thing we heard the most from our employees and engagement surveys was that our employees wanted to work remote more. They wanted more flexibility. And guess what? You know, (laughs) question answered, right? Yeah. So now what we're finding is that people are working incredibly well in a remote environment. And so I think we've kind of dispelled this myth specifically for our business that said that it just couldn't be done. And so we're finding great alignment between remote flexibility and productivity. And with that happening, you know, it calls to question if we ever really will return to what felt like the normal environment. Yeah, it is often said that necessity is the mother of invention. And I suspect that there are listeners and viewers of this episode that also felt that, uh, that desire to work remotely or work from home, whatever that looked like for them. And now they're in an opportunity to do that. Granted, uh, it is under unfortunate and and regrettable circumstances. Would you say that 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 has been the biggest disruption to business at Paycor, the shift to work from home? What would you say is the biggest change to how you all have done things at Paycor? Yeah, so um, the good news is this isn't like my my daily therapy session, so I'll keep it brief, (laughs) but I I could talk on, I could truly talk on this topic for for hours. You know, we are classified as an essential service because that's right. We do, right? We provide business critical payroll and HR software. And, and with that, um, we never stopped working, right? So, so things looked very different, but I vividly remember on March 16th, as all of this was coming together, our executive team met and we made the decision that, you know, as part of our disaster recovery or pandemic planning, we needed to find a way to virtualize our, essentially our 2000 person uh, workforce and move as many people as we could remote literally overnight. And so we had no choice but to figure it out because you were planning for what you didn't know. You know, at this point in time, in the middle of March, we didn't know if quickly we would have 20% call out rates or 50% call out rates because people were falling ill with the virus. So you were planning for those sorts of scenarios at this moment. And so what we had to do was really a lot of heavy lifting on our contact center. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, our phone system at that time was set up to run in an office environment on an office network. Mm-hmm. We had never taken our phone system off the grid, essentially, and, and had people working from home with phones. And so I, I will, uh, the day that kind of lives is like the last day I remember the date of was St. Patrick's Day because we were half planning okay, tomorrow's the big day, March 18th, we are pulling everybody to work remote from home with their existing phones, with their existing laptops, and trying to pull off something until we were planning for this. At the same time, we were kind of celebrating and serving our our constituents and our associates green beer of all crazy things, right, for St. Patrick's Day. So it was a little bit of one of these, uh, you know, playing the violin while while Rome may be burning sort of moments where where we're thinking, oh gosh, I I hope we've planned well. And so uh, we had no choice but to figure it out. But we were able to pull off 18 months of uh, change management and take our entire service offering offline and function remotely to continue providing service for our customers. Yeah. You know, in addition to that, we had to figure out like customers were receiving printed checks. How do we handle that when there's delays from the shipping associated with yep. that? So 
we had quite a few things, but I, I, I definitely hang my hat that the biggest thing we had to figure out how to work through and what disruption to debunk was really changing our service model overnight to be remote. Yeah. Jumpstart HR is changing the face of the HR industry with their outsourcing, project consulting, and phone support. Enabling startups and small businesses to outsource their HR needs from anywhere in the U.S., from new business and legal compliance to employee performance management and outplacement services. Within the business community, Jumpstart HR is a trusted and reliable service. In fact, companies like Forbes, HR.com, and Inc. Magazine have all featured Jumpstart HR for their easy-to-use, hourly, monthly, and on-call support that is tailored specifically to each client's needs. This saves clients like you a lot of time and money. To learn more, schedule your free HR evaluation today at jumpstart-hr.com slash contact. And one thing I heard uh, in your explanation of what happened, what was a disruption at Paycor is, yes, of course, there's the business case for making change, but also the the humanity behind the the people that work in your call center and making sure that you're there's care and understanding that, oh my gosh, our people may be impacted by this and we have to take that into account and try to create a working environment for them that is, uh, yes, productive, but also safe. So I uh, commend That's you for, right. for taking that into account there. You know, Joey, the, the one thing, I, and I, this really is just kind of a, an addition to that statement, if I may, I think that um, if 2020's taught us nothing else, it's that um, we need to be mindful of the feelings of others, yep. right? And so in addition to just their, their health, um, the other thing we saw with the pandemic, and we just see continuing to play out through 2020, is that the way that I process something like the risk associated with being exposed to COVID may not be the same way you do, right? And so I think that what we saw is that we absolutely did not want to put our associates in a place where they felt like they personally weren't comfortable coming into a work environment, whether they were well or not, just because of the risk associated with it. And so we wanted to give people just the ability to go about their day with one less variable and one less crisis to think about. And so that was really a big driver. You know, there was the health side of it, but there was also just this empathy and understanding of just how everyone was processing such an uncertain time. Yeah. And making sure that we remove that fear for them was really important to us. That's good. That's good. And no doubt in your role with working as a main person at Paycor over client services and loyalty, it's likely that you are having conversations with not only Paycor staff, but even uh, leaders of other organizations. What ways are businesses using your technology to keep things going and how has there been uh, wins by using Paycor versus maybe other alternatives that they could have been using? Yeah, absolutely. So we partner, as I said, with small businesses, you know, from one employee all the way up the spectrum. And so what's interesting is they're all facing their own set of challenges. And so what we found is that now more than ever, when they contact us and need something, they need it promptly, they need a succinct answer, and they need help because they're also trying to navigate just an unstable economy and new uncharted areas. You know, we have 
a significant volume of restaurant customers. And so to, um, to work with them over the months of March through May, really we saw that, that they were coming up with having to be very creative of how do I keep the lights on for my business, but also again, manage the needs of, of paying my associates. And so we've had to do some things to get very creative there to be a good partner for them. And one of the most interesting ones is we had a, a spirits distributor, a, a liquor distributor, who um, is now producing hand sanitizer and, and wipes. That's now part of their core business. And so, you know, we saw that everyone is having to pivot through this. One of the things that we saw, hands down, as a game changer was just some of the initiatives from the government um, assistance of mm-hmm. like the PPP, the CARES Act, and Families First. Um, definitely, they were looking for knowledge on how to leverage these to one, keep their workforce safe, two, stay compliant, and three, figure out how to take advantage of some of this government funding or or some of the things that were available to them as a business owner. And so what we did as a, as a business, I'm very proud of our marketing teams for some of the uh, knowledge and white papers that we were putting out as the early days of COVID-19 so that we could provide thought leadership. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest difference makers. We moved incredibly quickly to build out dashboarding within our analytics platform so that we had a PPP dashboard that became available for our customers to track qualifying expenses. And we wanted them to know that not only was our product going to evolve very rapidly to help them, but also we were there as a thought leader and a, and a consultant for them about what is a very difficult time. And when you're dealing with small businesses, you know, people wear a lot of different hats. And it's not every small business owner that is a legislation guru, right? <laughs> I know I'm not. <laughs> we want to make sure that we were, right? I know that's like the last thing most small business operators want to keep up with, but it's the necessary part. And yeah. so we did a lot of great work, and I'm very proud of the work that the marketing team did um, on our portal and sharing that sort of knowledge. That's so good. And it, it's great to to hear a story of a technology company literally adapting at the speed of life to accommodate the needs of, of customers. So kudos to you there. And with not only the owners of these businesses or the management teams of these businesses, I suspect as they're making shifts, their employees are making shifts as well. So do you think employees are uh, their expectations are evolving based on the current pandemic and other factors that we're facing today yeah such a great question i think um you know there's a a bit of like what's going on in your own personal world gets projected into your work environment as an employee right it's very difficult to compartmentalize some of just the big heavy topics and, and that are going on and keep those separate from work. Uh, I think what we're going to dabble with more is the concept of um, that, that work-life balance. And I know for many years we've said balance, that's that's a joke, right? And for <laughs> any entrepreneur and small business owner, there, there's nothing more true than you live life, right? And it's part of life. But I think now more than ever, employees are going to expect an increased level of trust and they're going to require that at their workplace. I think, you know, when you couple the actions and, and what we've gone through from the pandemic and, and COVID-19 uh, and then the, the current situation and landscape around diversity and, and looking for inclusion, I think the, the headline would be employees are going to look for and expect 
much more flexibility mm-hmm. for their own personal situation and their own personal comfort, and they're going to be expecting diversity and inclusion and looking for programs, which actually puts employers in a tough spot, right? Because the economy is tight. There's a lot more pressure now to, to perform with less, and employees yep. are going to be looking for ways. And so that's where I think HR tech can really step in and help provide um, some of those things in an automated and seamless way through technology to make the lives of the small business owner or the HR professional easier to meet all of those needs in, in collective nature. Yeah, I, I think prior to COVID, one of the biggest themes that I had heard with regard to HR technology and the value proposition that it can have is uh, definitely self-service for the employee but then also a degree of customization for the technology in and of itself, being able to tweak it, change it, model it for my industry, for my employees, et cetera, et cetera. And I I think that COVID and with George Floyd and with recent legislation for the LGBTQ community, uh, I I think we're seeing more, more of a need for that customization and for tech to evolve and adapt in the way that uh, it presents information and the uh, value that it gives to, a, to its em- customers and employees. So how can HR tech adapt to these changes? What are, I guess, from a marketing perspective for sure, but I think that's just, that's surface level, right? Like the message is important, but what can HR tech do underneath the hood to adopt uh, and adapt to these uh, these new changes? Absolutely, that's the million dollar question, right? So what we're finding is that you know, the two key words that stand out to me are that we, that we as HR tech experts and, and providers have to be responsive and agile. You know, I described sort of that dashboarding for the PPP loans and, and funding so that they could track where their spending was at. You know, essentially, that's the headline that we're looking for as we think about the changing needs because things are the rate of change and the pace is so extremely um, fast these days that, you know, we, we're really transitioning from you know, the power of HR technology has always been that employers, we, we provide them with the insights to pay and to hire and manage and train their employees and give them insights into some of their cost and productivity. The fact that the line has been blurred into more cultural topics of the day. And so that, that's not to say that a, an employer has to take a political stance on things, but what we're seeing is that the evolution is taking us into a place where we're focused much more on doing the right thing to care for associates um, and be able to reflect that out and, and provide ways to you know, goal setting and one-on-ones and leadership training and those sorts of things have become more the forefront and the, the conversations that folks want to have with us as opposed to the how do I basic blocking and tackling components of the HR tech landscape. So it's, it's kind of exciting because that's where the consultative creative empowering part becomes you know really in the foreground but um, we're definitely seeing that shift and it's a shift and it's only magnified uh with with just all of the the scenarios that we're seeing played on the world today yeah and i i think to your point you mentioned not having to take a political stance and i i feel like without getting on a soapbox and i won't go down a rabbit trail but we've we've politicized human rights issues which 
you know, is a story for another time. But I think there's a, a listener that is uh, a part of this conversation and they're just not sure how they can make a difference at work. And I would argue that there's almost a left brain and a right brain approach to participating in this evolving conversation, right? On, on one side of it, there is uh, the data and being very analytical and understanding what needs to be done with some of the things that we have that are systemic in our organizations and our processes. And then on the other side, there's empathy and the soft skills that can be learned and improved uh, and grown. But within the Paycor product, it sounds like you guys are already on the forefront of even assisting with both sides of that, right? So with uh, diversity-focused dashboards in the Paycor analytics and um, interview scorecards, which was which allows everyone to have a sense of clearly identifying skills and abilities of a, of a candidate and the newly includes, uh, so that would be like the left brain stuff, right? The, the data analytics. But then on the right brain, you've got the um, diversity and inclusion resource page where folks can come and learn more about ways that they can be a part of the right side of, not only the right side of history, but on the right side of improving employee experience at work. You know, it's interesting, Joe, the way you describe the, the left brain, right brain. I think that that's um, a really great way to sum it up because one of the things we're actually doing is trying to merge together that left brain and right brain with a, a tool that we're or a product that we're launching in July called Paycor Surveys. And essentially, what it is is it's a tool to help with the sentimental analysis of our workforce. Uh, you know, it starts with that very empathetic and that feeling side of things to say, here's some questions. Here's how our employees feel on a specific topic. But then it arms the HR team or the business owner with the right information to make sure that they are informed and quantitatively ready to go to, to kind of navigate their gut, if you will. Um, you know, if, if nothing else, it's a very cool way for us to, with all the things we're facing in the world, help leaders keep a pulse on their business and move positive change forward at the same time, really responding to and being able to give associates back what they're hearing. You know, there's nothing more powerful than to say back to your team, we hear you, here's what you've said, here's what you've asked for, and we're responding. And I think that that really bridges that left and right brain in a nice, uh, you know, almost productized way that allows for people to, you know, have empathy, but you know, have the quantitative side and the analysis to back it up, which is really exciting. Yeah, no, that's very exciting. And I can't wait for that to launch after conference. Hashtag not at Sherm 20. If you could look into your crystal ball and Brett, this has been a great interview. I've enjoyed speaking with you. Oh, and uh, Thank you. next time we're at a real conference, we've got to uh, get coffee or something and, and connect. But if you could look into your crystal ball a few years out, what would you say HR Tech's role will be in helping businesses navigate change and deliver value uh, over the next five to 10 years? Yeah, I really am still looking for that crystal ball, by the way, <laughs> uh, because I think we all want it these days. Um, I think instead somewhere, I think I've got a magic eight ball and I don't think that that's working exactly the same. So here's, you know, my, my two cents on that. I think that today, you know, I mentioned a second ago, HR technology has essentially been founded in the world of blocking and tackling HR administrative um, areas, your payroll, time, benefits, 
that lift that has to happen from an administration perspective to to run a business of any size. Tomorrow, I think it will see it look a lot different and really focused on the advancements that help our leaders impact employee engagement and the employee experience. You know, we have a product called Pulse, and I think that that's a great example of one of those areas where we're starting to see the shift, the shift in the conversation about what HR technologists and, and administrators want to talk about. It's really to say that it's the leader has to keep a pulse on employee sentiment and promote a learning and career development path and really put themselves to answer the question, what's in it for me, that an employee, an employee might be asking them. You know, with virtualization and things like that, associates have more options. They have higher expectations. Things that used to be a nice to have are now the table stakes. And so I think that, you know, really having a hyper focus on empowering leaders to create a workspace uh, that empowers and, and solves the toughest challenges culturally, from a productivity perspective, and just really taking it to the next level of personalizing HR and being an employee with the company is really where we're going to go. Well, I am buckled in and ready for the ride, and I can't wait to see <laughs> we what... two seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> two seatbelts and a, and a face mask, probably. <laughs> That's right, exactly. All right. Well, Brett, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Brett Meager, Senior Vice President of Client Service and Loyalty at Paycor. I am going to get my coffee for the afternoon. What are you going to do with the rest of your day? You know, that is a, a great next step. I think that that's <laughs> about where I'm at as well. You know, this with summertime, the kids are home. And so the nice thing about this whole virtual world is I'm a bit of a gypsy around my house these days. And so after this, I get to go do a little bit of work, I think probably from my kitchen table and hang out with my kids for a little bit. So it's kind of nice, you know, there's, there's some upside to pandemic, I suppose. Yeah. You think about things like that. So oh, yes. It's a, it's a good day to have a good day, right? Definitely. And a good day to be with family for sure. Brett, I've enjoyed having you. I really appreciate Paycor for helping make this episode possible. And for those of you that are tuning as a part of hashtag not at Sherm 20, great. And if you're not, click the link in the show notes so that you can be a part of the conversation. See you, Brett. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.